Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack Files studios in Burbank, California, it's the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Hello, everybody. Hello, my lovelies. Hello, my friends. Hello, my family. We're here for episode 32 by my count of the three things, though my count can occasionally be wrong. I make mistakes, often make more mistakes than I get things right. But I do believe it's episode 32. It's been a while since I've done the three things. I do believe it was back in June last time I sat down to talk about the three things on my mind. So if you've been waiting patiently, the wait is over. I don't really plan these uh, programs out here at Epsoc Files. You think I would? I have a, you know, a rough selection of shows to choose from to put up, and uh, there's times where I don't get a lot of guests into the studio, so I gotta kind of put some stuff together, and that's actually kind of where the three things came out. It's like, what kind of show can I have where I, it's just me blabbing? And here I am. But uh, I love talking to guests. It's the meat and blood of the Epsoc Files, and I had a a wealth of guests just the schedules lined up things were good so uh, a lot of people special thanks to andrew hotry last week's guest uh great stuff good to walk down the memory lanes many lanes to go down with andrew we've known each other for a long time since 2002 but i hadn't seen him in a while and that's you know without podcasting i don't think i'd talk to many other humans i think i'd be locked away and i'd be happy that's not like a thing on my mind, to be clear, but uh, it is like, you know, it's part of my makeup. Put me in a room by myself, not a soul talking to me, maybe an animal occasionally, and I could survive for days, if not weeks. It's not always healthy, but it's a good trait to have if I'm ever stranded on a desert island. Me and a volleyball, we're good to go. Lifelong friends. I actually understand it. I understand Wilson. I understand back in season one of uh, The Last Man on Earth with Will Forte when he had his friends who were all the different kind of of, of balls and items and everything, tennis balls and whatnot. Uh, you know, uh, an homage and parody of of uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway, but also a realistic take. I think I'd do that too. If the world went into some apocalyptic situation and I somehow survived, I'd be talking to inanimate objects. Right now as I record, I'm looking at my Chewbacca uh, drinking sipping mug, the solo Star Wars story Chewbacca sipping mug I have. And I got to tell you, I absolutely got to tell you, I would be having conversations with that if the, if the world, if all the other humans went away and I'd be okay with it. Well, this is, this is why I like doing the three things. My mind just goes to weird spots, weird places, But let's talk about the three things on my mind. It's three things that can be connected. It can be random. I don't know. Sometimes I do have a plan. I'm going to start with the number three thing 
on my mind. The third thing on my mind. Trace thing on my mind. And that's tofu pasta. What? Huh? Yes. Tofu pasta. I recently took a trip home. I had to get some work done on a delicious project I cannot let any of you know yet. Ooh, secrecy. Don't worry. All will be revealed. Uh, But I went up, needed to disconnect. Basically, I needed to get away from my PS4 and MLB The Show and Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Fortnite and Burnout Paradise City. I needed to get away from my PS4. That's what it was. Because I still was online. I was still checking in. All that was fine. But, yeah, no, I needed to get away from, uh, (laughs) from the video games. And I did. It was a great trip home. Accomplished everything I needed to be. Um, because I am uh, on that unemployed digital media heap, uh, my parents are so gracious with their failure of a son. Uh, they were like, all right, 42-year-old, we're going we're gonna to take you to the grocery store, get you some food items so you can take it home with you back to the big city and have food to eat. Uh, something they did for me 20 years ago when I moved to L.A., and uh, the first uh, first day, they took him to the grocery store, and I remember they left. I remember looking at all the food in the fridge, and my parents were on the freeway heading home, and I was alone in the big city, and I thought, oh, God, I hope this food lasts like a month. and you know, lasts four days. Um, so here it is, 20 years later. I'm unemployed, uh, trying to make this all work, chasing my dreams, working on this big, delicious secret project. And they're like, well, we'll take you to the grocery store. And that's always nice. Free food is always nice. A friend of mine said years ago when I was working at radio, was the office manager, and he said, hey, what are you doing today? Uh, you want to go to lunch? I'll, I'll treat you. And I went, ah, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I got things to, I don't I'll pay. Like, I don't have a ton of money, but he's like, no, let, me, let me tell you, let me give me a life lesson. His name was Brandon. I'll never, let me get, take the free lunch. Someone offers you free lunch, you take the lunch. So, uh, you know, when the parents, no, no matter what your age, I could be 60, uh, they they could be like, hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take you to get some uh, get some groceries. I'm gonna be like, my God, yes, I'm old, but take me to the groceries. That's what old people sound like, <laughs> apparently. Still, so yes, yeah, so we went to the grocery store, and as we're going around, my mom uh, turns the corner and says, "You should uh, you should try this stuff right here, tofu pasta. You like spaghetti, right?" I said, well, like, yeah, I love spaghetti, but I can't really have spaghetti anymore because, because the pasta kills me. And I have my mother's stomach, not my father's stomach. My father has an old country Russian stomach where he could eat metal shavings and be fine. I can't do that. I've had water affect me. And so clearly uh, my mother and I share, the, share that side of the genes there. And uh, so she said, well, I, yeah, you know, you know, I'm not good with the pasta either, but... You should try this tofu pasta. Now, I love tofu. Uh, uh, One of my most uh, positive memories from food in growing up, the area of food while growing up, was uh, tofu spinach lasagna. My mom used to make that all the time. And now you would think, as a kid, you know, it's just uh, not something you can get behind, right? Now, if I'm on lasagna, I want meat. And I do enjoy a good meat lasagna. But tofu spinach lasagna, I have positive memories of. That's right. I'm the type of person that has positive, specific, positive memories of food dishes. My mom also makes some great tacos. My dad makes some great salsa. 
He's great with the scrambled eggs. I aspire to make scrambled eggs like him. So I have positive memories of all these things. My mom also makes great toast. Butters toast like no other mother in the world, I swear. So uh, I was intrigued. I like spaghetti. I miss spaghetti. If I had to give up spaghetti, for the most part, because of my stomach. If you're Side note, if you're ever out and about with me, and I have some sort of spaghetti dish, because there's not a lot of options at the restaurant we're at, just know, secretly inside, I'm dying. So uh, we go uh, to the little, uh, we're in this uh, store up in, uh, uh, near Pismo Beach, California, my hometown, uh, hometown area, and uh, we, uh, she says it's tofu pasta, and she said, now I'll warn you. Warn you, it's a little different, but it's good. You cook it, some steps to cook it. It's got a weird smell to it, but the taste is fine. So, again, I've grown up. I've grown up liking tofu. I'm okay with tofu. Fine with that. So I'm all on board. Uh, but then it's weird. It comes in a package. Now, we're all familiar with pasta. Like, if you're going to make some spaghetti at home and you're not going to make the noodles yourself with some fancy noodle contraption or Play-Doh, um, you're going to go get the little 99-cent pasta that's, uh, you know, the hard, break, breaky, you break the pasta and you put it in a pan and you boil it and yada, yada. That's like one of the first meals you learn to make when you're 22 and in the big city alone or the small city, or on an island alone with nothing but a volleyball. Uh, But the tofu pasta doesn't come like that. It comes in a package similar to normal pasta. Um, But the package, so it's that little, you know, it's plastic. It's not a hard container. It's not like a little cardboard box. It's plastic, a little plastic baggie, so to speak. And uh, (laughs) the pasta isn't just in there by itself. It's got like a watery substance liquid like it's it maybe it's just water but it looks and feels as though you've got a science experiment in your hand it's gooey gelatinous it looks like you're keeping the pasta for study later it looks like the animals that dryden voss has on display in solo a star wars story like they're in a container it's 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 a little off-putting i'll admit now, my mother says, all right, to prepare it, you know, you can take it out of this. You got to clean it. Get a colander, which, by the way, I learned later on, I don't have a colander. I thought I did have one at home. Uh, not after I moved. Got rid of the colander. Why would you get rid of a colander, Ken? I don't know. Uh, probably because I stopped cooking pasta. Um, so, so it's going to have a weird smell. You just, but you just rinse the tofu. Rinse it off. Get rid of, I guess, the tofu-ness of it? I don't know. So I take it home, and I wasn't prepared for it. I thought, this is this food adventure for me here. Finally, a couple days later, uh, I actually kind of, not forgot, but, you know, I had some other uh, I had some other choices to prepare for dinner, so I did that, and uh, I was like, all right, that's good. That's good. Uh, what else do I got to eat? Oh, the tofu pasta. Going through all my mom, uh, mom and dad's food that they purchased for me at 42 years of age. So um, failure is real, but I... Uh, I said, my mom texted me, have you tried the tofu pasta yet? I said, oh, I forgot. She said, well, it's going to go bad if you don't you don't have it. I'm always wary of food that goes bad too fast, but that's a different story. So I came home and made time uh, this past uh, week. This Saturday, I was shooting all day down at USC with Robert Butler III and uh, Cade Husby, his producing partner, and uh, more on that later. But... Uh, 
I, I made the time because you got to make, you know, to prepare dinner, you got to make time for it. So I did. I made time for it. Got the pasta out. Got the spaghetti sauce out. Got the pots and pans I needed. Not the colander, as we learned. Uh, and then I uh, I went to uh, clean it off. And yeah, it don't it don't smell great. All right, it smells like when you make a, a, a wrong turn out of a restaurant and head to the back alley looking for your car, and you've passed the dumpster. That's kind of the closest approximation I could make. But you rinse it off, you get past that point, and you uh, cook it. You actually microwave it. If you want to microwave, you just plop it in there and you microwave it. I, I put it in a pan, trying to microwave less things, not for any agenda, not for anything like that. Just, you know, let me get to the point where I cook more things than nuke it. Sounds fair. So I put it in, the, in, in a pan and cooked it. And uh, it's hard to tell. You know, you know, pasta, I know when pasta's done. You know, you put a little spoon in there and you kind of cut it easily. You, you, you sneak a piece out of the boiling water, wait till it cools down. You try it. Okay. Doesn't feel crunchy. Guess, I guess the pasta's ready. It's not crunchy. Yeah, tofu's a little different. I didn't know. I, took, I just took a leap of faith. Made enough for uh, two large portions. And I tried. So here's the thing. Ken, why are you talking about tofu pasta? Well, it's on my mind. It's on my mind. And that's what the promise of the show is. Three things on my mind. It could be serious things. There's a lot of serious things in the world right now. We know this. But if you don't take time to worry about tofu pasta, what's the point? So I had it. I had two portions. Now, the first time, that Saturday, this is Saturday night. I had this pasta, and yeah, it's all right. It was all right. It wasn't great. Here's the thing. Tofu has no taste, right? That's, that's the thing. That's the secret about tofu. Tofu by itself, not much on the taste front. It's what you combine with it, what you put it with. Uh, I'm not a cooking expert or a scientist, but I kind of think that's the idea. You know, it's just bean curd. You you add things to the tofu, and the tofu becomes something. Takes on it's like a shapeshifter. Take takes on the shape of that which is around it. So all I had was this pasta sauce, which you just got a just regular old kind of marinara, no meat sauce, nothing in it, nothing. I didn't even put any cheese on it. I was just, let me try this, and it wasn't my favorite thing. I was I was a little let down. I'm like, all right, this was a good try, good experiment. I don't think it's going to work for me. The tofu pasta itself, again, no taste. Texture's a little different, but they're kind of, lack of a better term, poppy. Like they pop in your mouth. I if I'm having spaghetti, I don't, I don't want things popping in my mouth. So I powered through. I'm not going to let food go to waste. And I told my mom, I was like, hey, it's all right. I'll give it another shot. It wasn't the best. You know, didn't want to disappoint her. And I thought about it more later. I'm like, wait a minute. Tofu has no taste. It takes on the taste of that which is around it. Let me try this again. I had the, I had the second portion. A lot of tofu pasta, a lot of spaghetti sauce. It's like, you know what I need to do? I'm going to go get some turkey, ground turkey. Get some cheddar cheese, some, a fresh bar of cheese. Shred it fresh. 
and make it up. So that's what I did. A mere two hours before this recording. I had an updated attempt, a second go-around, a second dance with this tofu pasta and hot damn if that wasn't a good meal. The tofu pasta took on new life. You could taste the cheddar cheese I had in there. You could, you could taste the spaghetti sauce, taste the turkey. Everything about it was great. I'm on board. And that's part of the lesson, kids. Number one, try something new. Try to be a little healthier. Don't be afraid of those things. And then if it doesn't work, don't pack it in. It's a lesson about trying to be healthy in general. You're going to fall. You're going to try things. You're going to hurt yourself like I did recently in the gym. Don't worry about it. Try again. Try again. And you might find. What's, what's the Stone song? Try some time. You might find you get what you need. And I think Mick and Keith were singing about tofu pasta. So that is, that is number three. The things on my mind this week, tofu pasta. Number two, this is something I'll admit I probably have discussed it before. It's probably been on my mind, but I need to bring it back up because I'm having trouble with it. And that is the art of relaxing. Following this rather, you know, again, kind of relaxing trip home, but intense because I was doing a lot of writing, more writing than I've done in a long time. Uh, I'll tell you, I know exactly how much writing I did in the span of three and a half days. I think I wrote about 12,565 words, basically. That's what I can tell you. That's what I know. So it was intense time and it's a challenge. What I'm doing, uh, gosh, I wish I could tell you all about it. It's, it's, uh, it's a big challenge for me. So I'm excited, and uh, but it was intense, and I drove home late on a Sunday night and got home and had to hit the ground running, uh, you know, um, for Force Center and kind of hit the week. So then I had to continue to do what I was working on and all that kind of thing and blah, blah, blah. I hit this past weekend, and I said to myself, we need to not unplug like I did when I went home and ran away from the PS4, but we need to kind of relax. We need to relax. And I have, I have talked about this. If it's not specific, I've talked about this in general. You know, you know, I, you guys know, I love my walks. I love all these things. I love listening to music and refocusing my mind. It's very important. Taking a moment and catching a breath is very important stuff. So I tried to do it. And I, and, I, and I did for the most part. You know, you sleep in a little bit. Uh, you go for walks with the lady and the dogs, and, and uh, you try to go do things. And I had things to do. So I, you know, I had, I did this, I had to shoot this one thing. Uh, that's the only thing. So a little bit of work. Um, but even the night before and the day after, and then I had to go uh, to a wrestling show. I'm not had to, but I chose to, and that was fun. Uh, but it was like... I don't feel as though it's I'm, I'm not doing something. And it really, uh, it's weird because in the, in the effort of trying to relax, I end up, during that process, more often than not, beating myself up to the point where I become uh, grumpy, or as uh, Grace and I refer to it, uh, a, a grouch potato. Uh, I get down on myself, and I end up, truthfully, 
end up more depressed and despondent and just kind of personally bewildered just because I simply tried to turn things off and relax. Try to put aside my career goals and put aside things I'm working on and just kind of, you know, enjoy life a little bit. In full, meaning, when I say in full, meaning like an entire Sunday, a Monday afternoon, a Saturday evening, just trying to turn off the brain, and I find it very hard to do. And I think a lot of people do, and not just people pursuing uh, a career in entertainment, you know, because we, we, we in the entertainment industry and uh, uh, on the content creator and, and, and that kind of kind of thing, on that side of it, um, we have this, it, it, number one, our job doesn't ever really end, you know, because if, if you're a, a grip or you're working behind the scenes or, you know, uh, in that type of set builder, the production designer, those kind of things, at some point you might say your job stops. They work hours. They work 20-hour days. It's intense. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying at some point, even in that side of the entertainment business, you get to turn off the brain a little bit. Um, and the content creative side, especially me being a freelancer right now, that unemployed digital media heap, it never ends. You got to, you, you feel as though if you don't keep pushing forward, you break and you lose ground to other people who are working harder to you than you. And, and, and there's some truth to that. You guys heard me talk about that before, especially in your twenties, early thirties, work harder, work harder. You will get the time to relax later. But what I'm finding as I still have to work hard, and I always want to work hard, I feed off of work. I love working. What I do find, what I have found, is now I can't relax. Now I can't turn it off, and it starts to depress me. So I'm trying to learn about the art of relaxing. And it is a little bit of self-forgiveness, in a way, because you feel, and again, I, I do, not to get too off the point here, the, it's not just those in the entertainment field. Um, no matter what you're pursuing, no matter who you are, you, you, you're, you're trying to work hard, raise a family, do better, do more, do this, be healthy, go to the gym, save money, work jobs, all those kind of, at some point you just, Hey, I need a night off. I need an hour. The kids are at the neighbor's house. I'm going to sit down. I've got a day off from work. It's a holiday. I'm going to try to relax. And I envy those that can just turn it off. And I've been around some people that for the most part are really good at turning it off. I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those people. And it's beyond just, say, uh, social media addiction. It's not just like, you know, we all are in a way. Most of us are. So sometimes it's hard to relax. I grab my phone. I'm checking tweets. And checking Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and those kind of things is kind of job-related for me. And it's not even kind of. It is. Uh, I try to do it less and less and less. And I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be. I don't engage and inter interact on Twitter as much as I used to. Um, but you know, you got to see, you got to see who's commenting about you, who's talking, who you need to talk with and, and, and back to it's a thing. So it becomes work too. So even that's not relaxing, but you find, I find myself getting just downright itchy, downright itchy. And it really, it's been on my mind this week. It's what I'm talking about it. I've got to get better at just being able to give myself an hour, two hours, an evening, a day. A weekend. It's something I really do need to do. And I talk about the forgiveness angle of it. You have to maybe spitball in here. Just kind of forgive yourself on a small scale. We're not talking about the big sins or the big mistakes. Just saying you work hard, you pursue things, you do good, you try, you try harder, 
You work yourself to the bone. Take an hour. And you're going to feel guilty about that. You're going to feel guilty. Forgive yourself for that. It's okay. It's okay to press pause. You need that. We all need that. It's like restarting that phone. My app's not working. It froze. Turn the phone off. That's what your body, mind, and soul need. And I've got to get better at it. If you got any tips, you let me know. How do you relax? The art of relaxing. Definitely on my mind. Number one thing on my mind is saying it and then doing it. I have made an effort, and it's paying off, but I hope hope old habits don't creep back up. In this life, in this going 110 miles an hour, foot to the floor, and the world on a 24-second news cycle and bad things happening and people yelling about the bad things, people pointing fingers about the bad things, and both sides of every argument, whether it's politics or Star Wars, just lobbing grenades at each other. Our senses can be dulled. Our minds can just be uh, racing along. There are connections we have. There are things we want to do, things we want to get to, and we can lose sight of that. Uh, death can change that. Death can change that. And I remember at Comic-Con this past year, we lost the late, great John Schnepp. And there was a lot of bad things about that. There's a lot of things we're still trying to work through on that as, as, as friends and family and coworkers. And my, you know, I, my interactions with John were minuscule compared to others in the industry. Obviously compared to his fiance, the wonderful Holly Payne, and his family. So I'm not putting myself up in those stratospheres. But one of the things that happened is, is like, wow, wow, life, life goes fast. We all hear that. We all say that. We all know that. I've been in L.A. 20 years. What? It's a blink. I've been out of my job, the day job that defined me and dominated a lot of my existence. I've been out of that now for almost four years. It's crazy. Time flies. So at Comic-Con, I remember one point I ran into some friends. We were talking about it. We were sad, but it was like, you know, we, we haven't talked in a while. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We should get together soon. Catch up. Yeah, we should. Well, how many times do we all say that? How many times do we say, I'll call them tomorrow. I'll see them again. Now, I'm not saying every time you have to have this weight of the world on your shoulders like this could be the last time you see somebody. No. No, 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 it isn't about that. I'm saying it's important to do some of that. So I did do that with some of those friends that I talked to at Comic-Con. I've done that with more of uh, my friends who I do even speak about on a regular basis, but just going, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to go play darts like you always talk about. We're going to go catch a wrestling show, as we uh, talked about. We're going to go work out together again, because I haven't been uh, to your house to work out in a while. Uh, uh, we're going to sit down and have a little lunch, because those things are important. Those are the connections. Those are the things we keep saying, but then fail to do. But it just takes that one little effort. And I found myself rewarded for that recently. Not literal, figurative. 
but emotionally, and that's valuable. While having lunch with one of these friends lately, we looked across each other. We both went, hey, we actually did it. Let's pat ourselves on the back. We did it. He said we we're going to meet up, and we did. Easier said than done. Not for any nefarious reasons. No, no, no. I don't know. I think we all realize we're all understanding. Friends in your circle, people you haven't seen in a while. Yeah, life moves on. That's part of life, too, and you got to be okay with that. But saying it and then doing it is a valuable, valuable trait. But you have to work at it. You have to build it. Now, you don't want to be the person, asterisk, little caveat, you don't want to be the person that corners someone else at a party and is like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How come we don't get lunch? You want to come over Saturday? How's 3 o'clock? What are you doing? All right. 3 or 30? No, you're busy. How about Sunday, 3.30? All right. I've met some of those people. Uh, no, 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 no. Let it happen naturally. Let it happen a little naturally. You've got to put that little asterisk, little pin there. Uh, there's one part. We're not even close, but he, he's, it's, it's bizarre. It's a little bizarre. Oh, you'll get a Facebook message. Hey, great seeing you at that party last week. Uh, it was fun to see you there. Uh, you want to? We we talked about doing something. Uh, we should do something there. All right, it's taken a little bit too extreme. But that said, he's not entirely wrong. That's how you keep these connections rolling. You do have to work at these connections, and it's been on my mind. It's been on my mind more and more and more as time rolls on, as creative projects take me down paths. As friendships change and evolve, if you want to stay around, stay connected, be off your phones and engaged in the real world where the screaming is a lot less, say it and then do it. What do you think about that? Maybe, just maybe, you can decide to relax with an old friend or friends and you can all get together and have some tofu pasta. Give it a whirl. Just rinse it off real good first. Huh? How about that? All right, that is the three things here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Before we go, there's some housekeeping. This show is made possible. It is allowed to keep going, because I do have hosting fees, uh, by my wonderful Patreon supporters, and there are uh, two tiers, the producer and executive producer tiers that I specifically need to call out every show because they are part of the Knapsack Files boardroom on Patreon and in Discord. They get an exclusive TNF boardroom broadcast every month where we literally discuss business. There's things I have changed about the Knapsack Files or the Patreon page or things I want to do or ideas uh, that have come from these virtual business meetings. So, that said... When I say this at the end of the show, it's a roll call of names that maybe don't mean anything to you, but they should if you enjoy the Napsock Files. Jason Humphreys, Pags, Alex Marriott, Kai Thatch, Kyle Gerbrandt, Zach Anderson, Ranger Donald, Donald Long, The Amazing Web, Aaron Parisian. Check out Aaron underscore the author, uh, Aaron underscore the underscore author. I'll learn to say it right. She's a great writer. Uh, check out her blog there. She has a link on her Twitter page. Jonas Berggren, 
Corey Morissette up there in Canada, Graham Bell, new to the producer tier, and my executive producers, David Ham. That's right, DJ Snacks to you and me, Sir Thomas Sattal, Thomas Risling, check out Crisis Averted Studios, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon Bedore, my Fortnite coach, Jacob at Star Wars Legend Con, Kyle Harlow. Kyle's got some shirts that he's designed for me. They're on T Public. Check it out. And we got Nos. Matthew Noss, he's there, and Matthew at TMP Media Productions, and a recent executive producer, Tamor. He is a new member of the executive producer tier, and we're very excited to have him here. So if you want to consider supporting, go to patreon.com slash the episode files. However, the other great way to support what I do here is spread the word. You don't have to go to Patreon. You don't have to do any of that. If you want to support, spread the word, like, share, subscribe on iTunes, review, all those kind of things. And you can go over to my YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash, was it, C slash Ken Knapsack. Just type up Ken Knapsack on YouTube. You'll find my page. My motivations Monday, Wednesday, Friday are there. And more things coming, including classic episodes of the Knapsack Files are going to be rebroadcast, audio uh, versions on YouTube, Slap a logo over there, uh, over on them, and put up some classic episodes of the Napsack Files, episodes from the past, and that'll be on my YouTube page. Look for that soon. All right, I've blabbed enough. I want you all to try some tofu pasta. We'll see you next time here on the Napsack Files podcast feed. Mm-hmm.